Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Deuteronomy chapter 5 from verse 22 to 33. Deuteronomy chapter 5 from verse 22 to 33. These are the commandments the Lord proclaimed in a loud voice to your whole assembly there on the mountain from out of the fire, the cloud and the deep darkness. And he added nothing more. Then he wrote them on two tablets and gave them to me. When you hear the voice out of the darkness, when the mountain was ablaze with fire, all the leaders of your tribes and your elders came to me, verse 24. And you said, the Lord our God has shown us his glory and his majesty, and we have heard his voice from the fire. Today we have seen that a person can live even if God speaks with them. But now, why should we die? This great fire will consume us, and we will die if we hear the voice of the Lord our God any longer. For what mortal has ever heard the voice of the living God speaking out of fire, as we have, and survived? Go near and listen to all that the Lord our God says. Then tell us whatever the Lord our God tells you, they told Moses. We will listen and obey. The Lord heard you when you spoke to me, and the Lord said to me, I have heard what these people said to you. Everything they said was good. Oh, that their hearts would be inclined to fear me and keep all my commands always, so that it might go well with them and their children forever. Verse 30, go tell them to return to their tents. But you stay here with me so that I may give you all the commands, the decrees and laws you are to teach them to follow in the land I am giving them to possess. So be careful to do what the Lord your God has commanded you. Do not turn aside to the right or to the left. Walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you, so that you may live and prosper and prolong your ways in the land you will possess. Today we begin the sermon series that I've termed Harim Saturday, One Step at a Time. One Step at a Time. I believe with all of my heart that what God is calling us as believers, as guys who know He exists, is to walk with Him one step at a time. I don't know how 2019 was for you. I don't know whether you followed Him. I don't know how many times he fell or refused to follow what he told you. But my prayer for you today, for you and I today, is that we follow him. But follow him one step at a time. How many parents are in the house? Parents, parents, parents. Ah. How was Christmas season for the parents, especially if you have toddlers or a bit, a bit young? The baby is about three to six months. How was it? Was it lovely? Did you enjoy Christmas? Did you enjoy Christmas? Yeah, Christmas was crazy for parents. And especially this weekend. The holy doors we get, how do we know? The luggage, the house empty, transfer. Yeah, how many of our managers will transfer with these? What are you about? It's a crazy season. Christmas is amazing. It's love. Ah, the carols. May I normally have three CDs for Christmas. Every Christmas season. I must have them. I know where they are kept. I put them in the car. 
Italiano, faz alguns anos, há seis mil filhos, e diz a família, e outros outros, a lição foi dada por filhos, e os seus carros e assim. Falando de filhos, as violas, as pernas, as pipas, as galhas, o abrigo, os candidatos, por isso, especialmente os pernas e os carros. And especially if your kids are going through what we call milestones. Parents, you know what milestones are. Come on, the trouble is between zero and nine months. Hey, Christmas probably is not that nice. Because you know the milestones. From zero to three, they're just pooping machines. They are doing nothing but susuing and pooping and that's all you need to do this one that you do and diapers. Budget for just there. But then as they continue on, the milestones become maybe a bit minor. But we start to realize, hey, if there are no milestones in the life of these children, something is wrong. We actually need to change whether our kids are okay. Oh, what will be a real What will be a real world? Actually, believe the first words children speak to the man. And the men say, amen. Amen. Ih, mama, mama, eu fui lá há três anos. É, mãe, todo mundo sabe que dá, dá, dá. Dá. Se tu viu os outros e mama, não, eles não conhecem. So the mind is very important, but one of the mind things that I love the most is when they start to walk. I remember when we talked to Zara. It was an amazing afternoon. Don't you remember the day when I got to meet you somewhere? And for the first time, she let go of the sofa. You know how we walk, touching the sofa, walking across, and she carries over, she carries over, and she carries over, she touches the little there and continues walking. This time, she left the sofa. And any of those, this thing of silence, like, oh my God, my baby's walking, oh my God. And I could see her going, I don't know where they go, I see her and it's almost as if they realize all of a sudden that they're not going to do anything and then they sit down and they're like, and then she did it again and again and again. And I remember as parents, all we told our kids is one step, one step, you know, one step. And you could actually count the steps. Then you're almost stepping down. I believe in all of my heart. That is what God does. Especially when it comes to obedience. That is what He's doing. When you start obeying, He is so excited. My goodness. Can you imagine what tells you? Go to the left. And you choose to go. And then you are going to die. Imagine a moment. And so we really told Mr. Papaya, we are finding the Israelites right in that place of being given laws. The same way our parents are just The story begins with Abraham. Remember Abraham? Where God comes in the land of the Chaldeans, the guys who never knew of even a God. God calls him, and after God calls him, God tells his voice. I want you to be the father of a nation that only I will be the God of. And this guy believes. And we see the first act of obedience displayed so powerful to the point of David calling the father of our faith. 
because he believed something he didn't understand. He never knew when he said he would go to But this guy believes and fast forward to Isaac and Sarah, who gives birth to Jacob, who is the nation of Israel, out of his 12 sons. But when they go to visit their brother Joseph, who they sold, they get to Egypt, and all of a sudden, the narrative has changed. Remember what happened? For 400 years, this guy is living in slavery in Egypt. But we told the book of Exodus chapter 2 that the cries of the children of Israel get to go. And once they get there, God says, I will save you. So he sends Moses. Moses calls the children out of Israel, takes them to the Red Sea, parts the seas because of God's power, and we in the book of Deuteronomy, where now, after all this time, Moses is finally in the children of Israel at the brink of the promised land. Moses says to the guys, now you are cross to see what God has promised you out of the land. But there are things I must remind you. That's where the book of Deuteronomy comes in. The book of Deuteronomy is simply an analogy of the laws all over again. And he tells them one by one, do you remember what he told us? Do you remember? And at this point of us, at one and two and three, he tells them, guys, please and faith. When God tells you to go right, when he tells you to go left, when he tells you to stop, be careful to remember exactly what he tells you. And I believe that is what God is telling us today. My question for you this morning is what is God telling me in 2020 to do? What is he telling you not to do? What has what, what he been telling you in the past few years to stop doing? What is that in your life? Where has the Lord been calling you to all through this life? Can you say in your heart of hearts, that you followed him in 2019. That everything he asked you to do, you did. Can you say in your heart of hearts that even today, as you see the 5th of January, you are at a place where you can see and, and say, Jehovah, I can tell you're telling me to go this way. And I am going to go. Before we answer the question of saying this is what God is asking us to do, we must answer the following questions. Number one, do you have God's laws? In as much as God is telling you, go this, do that, do you have His laws? Translation, do you have a Bible? Allow me to answer this morning. How many have the Bibles? Even at home. By the way, this is the Bible you need to remember. I want to challenge us. Before we answer the question of where God is asking you to go, what is asking you to do, please, as a resolution for 2020, get the Bible. Do you know the children of Israel? How God walked with them through the desert when Moses gets the Lord of The Bible tells us he was with them day and night. Which translates to 
God's law for these people is the death. When he gives us the death of us, he still has this law taking so much in particular. The reason I believe that he had published this problem is they had to have something that reminded them of what God says on the earth. So my question to you again is, do you have the word of God? Do you have a life? Let's start with the basics. Because you cannot answer the question of obedience without having the laws of God. How can you answer that question? Do you have a Bible? And question number two is, do you believe the Bible? Purpose this year, that's the desire for us. Even as the only chapel in the past, to read the Bible, no one knew. How many have read, not just, not the Baptist, but you are showcased to know. How many have read more than five volumes? So five robots, one, ten, ten, twenty, thirty, forty, there inside, inside, no, no, the upper, inside the upper, fifty, sixty, seventy, a hundred, hey, that's not bad, okay, hey, come on, on this side, it's a twenty, 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 right? The Bible has only six books, guys. Sixty-six. Yes. <laughs> if you can read through a book, if you went through class one, eight, can I hear an amen? Amen. There are all the books there. I don't know. If you went from one from four, through from one from four, if you been to university and read all of that, and God is only asking us to do 66 books. Hey guys, let's read. Buy the Bible, yes. Open the things to change something. But read the one. Read it. You don't even have to understand fully what it says. And get back to the book. But read. Then finally, you bought the Bible. You are reading the Bible. And my prayer is that now you can obey the Bible. When reading, one of the things I have learned with the Lord of God all my life is it will prompt you, especially in the situations that you face. I know each one of us, I know we look all nice and perfect. We do not much to move. You know? mm. I can even evaluate you see what you mean in the Hallelujah. But with all of that, we must now start to obey. We've had the word, we've read it, obey. Guys, I will say this this whole month. When it prompts you to not be angry, do not be angry. One of the things that I will be asking us, and especially next Sunday, because we will be helping us go through the Bible, I try to do it every single year, and I've managed to accomplish that. So we print out our Bible reading next week, because we begin on the 13th of January and finish on the 11th of December. Every year, that's what we do. And so if you're interested, Ask us, 
give us your kids and you send me the uh, soft food, but you bring the medicine so that we can drink the Bible together and every month we'll be updating each other on where we are, where we're supposed to, where we're supposed to be at, the highlights of the readings. And if that is not you, there is quite a lot here on social media right now. You can find so many reading plans. Mine is Monday to Friday. Saturdays I want to help me here. I want to go for weddings and relax. Sunday I also go. And so most of the time, I find myself preparing a lot for Sunday. And so I do mind Monday to Friday. If that's your thing, you can join us. If it's not, there are so many others on social media. Guys, let's find a way to get into the law of God. Just like the children of Israel did. Because to obey what God is telling us in 2020, we cannot do it outside the laws of God. You can't. You can't say you obey Jesus and yet have no, nothing to show you what he says. How are you listening to him? It can't be a, you're just waiting to be told what he says. You must be in a place where you also get into that place of dreaming for yourself what Christ is saying. I would love it, by the way, if at the end of the service you are put as a pastor. And I think you said that when I read the word of God, my pastor, I'm sure. I love that. There's a young man who approached me here, I've said it many times. He put to someone on my side, I'm like a pastor. This is for you, but me, I don't believe the things you say. He began a challenge here for a day, amen. Guys, let's get to the laws of God. Let's get to the very nitty-gritty of it. What is he saying? And find it for yourself. The book of John chapter 14 verse 23 tells us that anyone who loves Jesus, anyone who loves him, will obey his teaching. Do you confess to loving the Lord? My charge to us is for him obey him. Do you remember the parable of the foolish and the wise builder? It's in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 27. The story goes, the foolish guy was told, probably, to not build on sand. Because sand is very The wise man had a higher rocks and his house stood through the everything that was going on. But the foolish builder's house you don't know what happened. It went crashing. Who obeyed? So why is that? Guys, in order to build our homes in 2020, we have to obey the Lord. We have to. We have to find out what is in. And you cannot always find it on Sunday morning through the preacher. We must find it on our own in the world. Open it up and say, okay, what is God saying here? One that I still struggle with. Let me to open up. One that I struggle with. I can give you a cup of coffee on the left. I can suppose. And the other cheek. That's a difficult one. But it's still God's law. At the end of the day, when I stand in judgment, I really have. That's. You never tell the other cheek. That is God's word. Are you in the place of getting God's laws? Can you get God's word with you, Mr. Little? In obeying God, though, be careful to not obey only out of having fully understood the law. 
May your excuse this year, 2020, not be because I don't understand why by the Because I don't believe. Because I don't agree with what is being said. Very, very good. This is not the eye of the time of Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I know we did both, but the word of God is active and powerful. It goes beyond your generations. It is timeless and full of God Himself. It is the very word of the God in heaven. So I pray, even if you don't understand it, even if you don't agree with it. Obey. 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 Even if you have an expected return and it doesn't come, still obey. Let's not obey the word of God only when the return comes. Because tonight, dear, I have woken up in the morning, I've woken up at 5 a.m., I have prayed, I have read the word of God. So today and the rest of my life. Heaven. Hallelujah. That is not the case, guys. Choose, 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 choose. That even when you do not see it, you can still wait. You can still believe. You can still choose to walk with God in obedience. Walk with Remember what Jesus prayed. How many remember? God of Gethsemane. He said, Father, remove this platform. Toa, or imagine the hand. But may the will still be done. According to that portion of scripture, Christ had one of the heroes on the cross. I think it was too heavy. But he had to obey what God told him, which was to die for you and I. That's why we are here. Obey, if not for yourself, but for the generations after you. I choose to obey because now I have a Zara and a Zanda. May the Lord bless them for the work that I choose. Which is the We are blessed because of Abraham. Remember the father of our faith? What he did in obeying God is what we enjoy right now. So, guys, obey because the generation doesn't even enjoy. Let's give the Lord a good round of applause. If you can say that you love the Lord with all your heart and that's now, and He's now Lord over your life, then obedience to Him should be a priority. Let's talk with the excuses, guys, this 2020. Some things you can do to help in the process of obedience, apart from owning a Bible, reading it, and obeying what it tells you to, is make use of your prayer and accountability partners. For those who are married, you know who your accountability partner is, amen? Mm. You can have others, but number one, make use, man. Who needs to sleep with them? You have coffee together in the morning, you have uh, dinner, you spend a lot of time together, so make use of that accountability part. For those who do not have, find one, find a prayer partner, find an accountability partner who can make you accountable to check just on your videos. Hey guys, I read about this, I sense God is leading me like this, must it keep me accountable? Be checking. The more we do that, the more we become we develop as believers. Remember the milestones you talked about? The more we do that, the more we become who God called us to be. The more we are growing in Him. But the second one, and this is powerful, guys, prayer and fasting. 
One of the things I will ask of us this year is to pray all the time. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Pray without ceasing. Pray until it looks silly. Pray for those things that are obvious and for those things that are not. We hear from the Holy Spirit Jehovah today. Uh, there's a meeting I'm supposed to go to. I pray, Jehovah, if this is a meeting in your will, I like it. If it's not cancelled, Jehovah is this friend of mine. And I can't come up and say, Lakini Akonaka, Jehovah intervene. Lead me to good friendships. Pray over everything, guys. But more than prayer, fasting. Fasting. The most powerful thing fasting we've done, we will be doing to the world and to mine, is to put it under control. What you are saying when you're not eating is, uh, Mr. Man, you are, you like this food, yeah? But uh, now, no. You're going to say no for prayer, for seeking the Lord, for answers in the word of God. That is what fasting does to you and So, purpose. Our first fasting season will be the month of February, from the 24th to the 28th. That week, we are fasting. So, if you want to join us, Karim Zan. But purpose on your own to fast every soul. All you are doing is telling the Holy Ghost is not about the flesh, it's about the spirit. The flesh will always lead you to death, but the spirit of God in life. So, purpose, purpose. Maybe you call it purpose in 2019, and then we will go back to the Amen? Hey, purpose. I do it every Monday, Monday is really to go off. You know these are working. Then when the Monday is really. Every Monday I just need to fast and be in the space of the Lord. I want to ask you, Jehovah, make me a king. Help me to see. Because fasting makes you very sensitive to the things of God. When I think of the God of Jesus, I used to enjoy it. But then I'm sensitive to God does anything different. Why is that? The word says. See, there's something you read, you don't understand. Jehovah, I need to understand what I just said. What is happening with this? Jehovah, there's a mixture between my children and I'm understanding. Your word says you give life, your health, your healing. But why is it this way? In the place of fasting, understanding, like remember Daniel, by the way. The Bible says when he prayed in chapter 10, chapter 11, there was two weeks that he was waiting for an answer from heaven, from God himself. The Bible says when he got the answer, the angel tells Daniel, higher goes when you are praying or unfasting specifically. In the heavens, there was a war that was going on. The answer that I had from God for you was being halted by the enemy. So guys, prayer and fasting works. It is a place where the obedience that you now want for God is almost held. Please, I beg you with the masses of God, pray and fast in 2020. May 2020 be known as the year that you prayed and fasted. One of the things I continuously enjoy and find very amusing is the different walking styles people have. Allow me to just divert it all. Believe it or not, researchers from Switzerland and the UK discover that people make consistent judgments about a person's personality based on their work. They broke it down to the four major types of working styles and what each says about you. There is the driver, the corrector, the influencer, and the supporter. 
driver we know ah ni wale you can never stop them when they start walking you know those guys ni tabu they they can't even see you on the road how and end up where you know those people how many drivers we have just beyond them going i'm not going to tell you to stand up and walk i i promise I know one but I'm a couple of but I'm not pointing fingers. The corrector, slow and cautious. And while I want to hear Shimo, you know those who are they will never. Drivers may be. The influencer, faster walk, though not as quick as the driver. They are going to springy and energetic. They love to gesture when talking. You know those guys. Nona moja pamega. Atuizika hivi. And are extremely engaged with, with anyone they pass. The supporter, slow to medium pace, speed walk, with a loose posture. He has a speed, yeah. Life will find him. Mm. They're going to smooth, not quick or choppy. And their weight tends to be over their legs, not forward or back. Why am I saying that? Because I just like story how guys walk. That's just me. But I've said all of this to say there's a posture or style that your walk portrays in your obedience to God. Let me say that again. There's a posture or a style that your walk portrays in your obedience to God. Your walking posture interprets your obedience to God. What we see in how you walk in the faith tells us whether you are an obedient one or not. How you choose to obey this year will show itself in how you walk this life that you have and are living. The Bible tells us this way, Matthew 5, 16, let your light shine. Let your light, the light of Christ in you, shine before others, that they may see your good deeds, your good works, and glorify your Father in heaven. Matthew 7, 16, by their fruit, you will recognize them. You will know that King James tells us that. Do people pick grapes from the thorn bushes or figs from thistles? No. By their fruits, by your fruits, by my fruits, you will know me. The Imperials wrote, these are singers, you are the only Jesus, and you have this, some will never see. So what are we seeing? I put it this way, you are the only Bible some guys will never read. You and I are the only Bibles. Some will ever read. So what kind of Bible are you portraying? What kind of Jesus are we showing? What's our posture? How are we walking? The walk of faith. Because if you are accepted Jesus, then there's a light to everything. They know, hey, hey, Pastor, But what are guys seeing? That's the point of this message. When you're walking in front of your children, what are they seeing? When you're walking in front of your parents, the schools, the friends you have, the family members, what is the posture that you have? Is it an overly confident posture? But not confident in the things of God, confident in the things you have done. Because most of us are confident. Ah, when we walk. You should see the song for war in goodness. Kifua, Nasimalish, Tolohoko, Gavana, this is the song for war. They don't really know the song for war. Target at the first, January. Just check. 
when guys at the end of the person apple. This is to just dissolve clearly the one that can say nothing to you. You're that person. Is that your work, even the things of God? But confidence, because you have made it happen. Not God. If that is your work of death, kill it. Kill the life. Let's remove it. Because the more we continue to walk in our own confidence, in our knowledge, in the things we understand, the more we are not in the place where God is to How is your work the fearful? When you don't believe in this God, when it says about you, you don't understand, and you don't want to know, all you know is you're defeated. I have tried obeying the machine. And so, I'm defeated. If I die in this hour, if you're there, also that's wrong. But the posture I believe God wants for each one of us is like the child struggling to place the steps as they begin to walk. The posture of obedience. The posture of one step at a time. God tells you, kuja, kuja, kuja. And you step the first one, Unaswanga kidogo, trying to play the second one, trying to find that footing, but you're like, ah, sour. Tell you why, Next step, obey. Wende. Apple. It's not a very confident one, but it's not a very fearful one. Remember? Remember when your when kid was making those steps? That is the posture God wants for you to advance. Will you make the steps this year? Like the parent, God is simply telling us, take it one step at a time. When we do this, we develop very well and never have developmental problems that occur when we miss certain growth stages. Taking it one step at a time means taking it slowly, carefully, doing just a little at a time. Do you remember the story of the blind man that was crying out to Jesus in John, I believe, chapter 19, yes. And then Jesus, that's something that even today still makes me go, he speaks on the ground, takes the man, puts it on the guy's eyes and tells him to go and wash in the pool of Siloam. I'm always wondering, Christ, you walked on water, and you say, you come the storms with your reality, just what you said, you created the universe. And yet for this guy, you put mud on his eyes, I won't tell you the And he throws it. They scratch before, they scratch before, before, who is he by just like the man? See now. This guy is still even touched. And now you're going to go. But for this person, he tells him, go watch the food. What did the guy do? How could come up with us? What did the guy do? What did the guy do? Jesus, who said, you see, I'm going five thousand the other day, five euros. And he said, Waza, Mahdi, Salai, on the ground, on the mayor's house. see, I'm going to find the same. But imagine how that would be to you, because it's not the first year of the year. But this guy chose to do He was like, Christ, I'm going to go watch the food. So he remember his life, so he must fast. Find his way in the pool. Found his way. 
Consult with the Lord all through. Pray and consult with the Lord. We are champions at consulting with each other, consulting with social media. Google is our friend. We consult with our trusted people. But I beg you, one of the best ways to be healed in obeying the Lord. You see that first step of being done with the staff team, the same thing. When you have that heart's desire, hey, Jehovah, I want to make money. Jehovah, I desire business. Before you make the step, take it to the Lord. Say, my Jehovah, hey, I sense my heart's desires are made. 
Oh no, no. And I hope your answer is not like Jeremiah. You know what happened to you? God told you first. I know your answer is there in the world, but where's the Kupangia? Read it in the Bible. Make that first point of consultation with the Lord. Purpose. Say, my eh, imagine eh, the Lord. Jehovah, I sense in my heart I want to do business. Na sense kwaapa. Please give me wisdom. Guys, 2020, this is my final and closing remark. I beg you the masses of God. Every decision you decide to make, every plan that you have, before the Lord, before you make any steps. And I bet, I bet you, if it's in his will, Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at Trubani House on Shriji Road off Airport North Road.